All right, welcome back, Cardinal community, to our final episode of this 2020-21 school year. And uh, such a fitting way to end. And uh, our guest with us today, um, I will let them introduce themselves and uh, why it's such a fitting um, place that we get to end the school year with them. Well, thank you. Um, Paul Swingle. I have been teaching for 44 years, and this is it for me. I'm, I'm walking out the door here at the end of May after 44 years, and uh, 40 of those years right here at Southport Middle School. First it was Keystone, and now Southport Middle School. Wow. Well, thank you for your years of service. <laughs> thank you for leading oh our God. kids. Um, I want to open us up with... How did you get to Southport Middle School to begin with? What was that journey like? You talked about IPS. Right. Just give us a little bit of that history, and then we'll go from there. I taught four years in IPS, and I was one of that batch of, of teachers uh, who went through the riffing process mm -hmm. years ago with the busing. And I had actually thought I was done with education after four years and was working at Snelling & Snelling as an employment counselor, helping people get jobs. And I was contacted and asked to interview with uh, Mr. George Callan and uh, Melvin Mosier. Melvin was the superintendent at the time, and uh, George Callan was the principal. And so I interviewed in their office over at Central Office with the two of them in a little room, and I got hired in. I actually started four weeks into the school year. Wow, okay. My first year. Uh, did they have a position open that like just became open, or was it a new position? Or they had enrollment? one that had opened up, oh. and they had uh, a sub in at the time. Okay. She had been um, one of the permanent subs, and they were obligated to offer the position to the the rift teachers first. Okay. So that's how I came under their radar. Oh, gotcha. And this became my home. In Southport, and, and the rest is history. forty years of history. So, you've. You must have loved something about a middle schooler for 40 years, right? What, what is it about middle school that kept you so entertained? That's just it. They're entertaining. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they're a bag of hor hormones, right? Every 10 minutes, they're changing. They're running around. Uh, they don't walk. They run. Mm -hmm. uh, they don't really speak calmly. They yell. They giggle. They're excited and their growth and I found out early on my my real position was with seventh grade mm. uh, sixth grade they were still a little too immature for me mm -hmm. eighth grade they were a little too obnoxious mm. <laughs> at that time yeah. uh, and seventh grade they were perfect and uh, I had read a lot uh, the psychologist said that seventh grade is a year a lot of life decisions are made and so I thought I could make a difference with seventh grade mm. yeah and I bet I, you have I mean, what's your just forty? What's your favorite impact story? And it could be about a staff member. Mm -hmm. It could be about a student that you've been able to keep in contact. Do you have any just one or two offhand that you'd want to share? Just for well, I have David, who was a kid who was abused by his dad. Who uh, another teacher and I bought him a bike for Christmas, and the dad sold the bike, took the kid to Florida without the kid really having any kind of knowledge that that was gonna to happen to him. He spent most of his time in a desk right next to me so I could basically prod him. He was an F student. He worked in the cafeteria. They allowed students to do that, and that's how he ate huh. without money. 
by the time his dad picked him up, threw him in the truck and took him to Florida, he was making C's. I found out where he was. I had the kids send him some letters mm. and we've been in contact ever since. He, uh, he used to be a truck driver. He would pull up his truck out here, come in, and God always seemed to send him to me when I was having a rough time. One time he walked in with flowers and an apple for the teacher. Uh, I would stop the class and say, let's go look at Dave's truck. We'd go out, look at the truck. He would talk to them about being uh, a businessman, what it took to go from my classroom, sitting here, starting off with Fs, mm. getting Cs, and becoming successful. And he still calls me and sends me texts and emails on Mother's Day. So that's, right. that's when I saved. I have to take credit for that one. There are a couple I've helped get through nursing school, helping to proofread their papers. I know more about nursing than I really ever wanted to, but they send me their papers to proofread and help them get through grad school. Mm. So that's, it, it, it's nice to keep in contact and oh. see them grow up and have their families. Yeah, what impact. What are some, what are some your favorite staff members? Because I know that there's a few staff members here that always started their career to just you and being here. Who are, who are a few of those that are still here at South Fork Middle? Nobody. Oh. <laughs> really, I'm, I think I'm the last one. Uh, but years ago, Sharon Anselet, Mary Hayes, and Sally Evans, uh, we were the original discovery team. And we had a ball. We did all kinds of fun things. We would dress up. We would deliver Christmas presents to kids. Um, huh. And we had after school tutoring, though they always said, Paula, don't help with math. And that was the running joke, Paula doesn't do math. And um, it, was, it was a great team. We did a lot together. Uh, so it was nice to have that, that, uh, that team to fall back on. Kelly Harmon, of course, is no longer here. We had uh, rooms side by side down in what used to be Sea Hall and had a lot of fun. We had no windows, so we made our own windows decoration. And we had a connecting room, and one time I'm walking in acting stupid and painting my, my, my fingernails, and there she was with Hal Cole, the principal, the oh, turn around, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> No, never. Okay, so we've had some fun over the years. Uh, Brian is still here. Uh, he was a student, and now he, you know, athletic director. And uh, that's that's really pretty much it. That I'm, so I'm cool. the last to go. No, I don't the old. That. But yes, it's so great guard. to like just hear that like that history, right? To know <laughs> that like there will be others after us, right? We have a place and a role to do our best, and because there's been others before us right. who have come and done their best, and so. Um, so we got to hear professionally a little bit about you. What personally would you want people to know about you on your, well, what are you looking forward to as you go into this next part of your life? Well, Rick and I have been married for 46 years and we have spent, I, I got married when I was five. <clears throat> That's the running joke. Uh, no, 46 years and we spent uh, a lot of our married life taking care of parents. His parents, um, were very, very dear people. They lived over on Hannah, and there was a time when I had lunch and prepped back to back, and I would leave here, go and fix them lunch, take care of them. His dad had Parkinson's disease, and run back here and finish up the day, and then go over there at night and 
take care of dinner. Uh, we were the ones that could do that because we were close. Uh, the other family members had other interests at the time and, and commitments. We also, after my dad died, took care of my mom and then her house. Uh, we uh, really, that was, that was what we did, well, our family and took care of, of them. And so now we're looking forward to time for us, some travel. Uh, Mom died in 2018, of course, then 2019 came and I kind of needed to take care of myself. Then there was 2020, <laughs> uh, where everybody got locked down. And so now we're, we're thinking in terms of Michael's getting married in, in July and we're gonna be um, moving out west probably to Plainfield and hopefully there'll be grandbabies down the road yeah. and just new chapters new chapters that's right yeah so you hear that many of us they're like man 2020 cannot end or the 2021 <laughs> school year cannot end it's just one of many right hopefully in a, in a career for many of us that have many more years to get to serve and lead here so um you're gonna have many free days coming up yes well i don't know if they're free but how would you spend a free day right oh couple of different things. I'd like to go spend some time on the beach. Haven't done that for a long time. I'd like to spend some time helping out at the church and uh, just catching up on some house chores that need to be done that we need to take care of before we put it on the market and, and build up and go out west. Yeah. Yeah. So I have, I have ideas. Just reading. That was one of the things I did when I had my knee surgery. That was the blessing to it all, other than the fact that Rick and Michael and, and his lovely Jen took care of me. They wouldn't even let me empty a trash can for a while. Um, they were so protective, but I got to read. And I read about 15 books. Uh, it was delightful, all different types of topics. And I'm looking forward to being able to just sit and read and not have to worry about calling that parent or doing that email or did I do those daily objectives <laughs> and am I going to get evaluated tomorrow? <laughs> you know, all those things that go through your mind yeah. before you try to go to sleep at night. No, I thank you for the time. Thank you for the, uh, the effort over the years, which I've only got to be a part of four of them, right? Um, for the people that are still have years to come, right? What's the, the token of advice that you would want us to leave us with as we end up? Oh, communication is the key to everything. And uh, the running joke has been for years that I should write a book on the care and feeding of parents and administrators because I have made it a point over the years, the first month of school to call every parent of my kids, yeah. introduce myself, ask about their kid, find out what I could, and that first contact mm -hmm. stops a lot of problems later on because they know that I'm interested and if I could never get hold of them by phone, it was by email or just a little positive note. And then as far as the administration, communicating with them, because let's face it, you know, you don't want to be caught blindsided by a parent coming in about that teacher or about that situation. So just letting you know in advance that, hey, this could happen. Oh, I can and... tell you stories of you <laughs> making those phone calls and then, no, oh, I've already spoken with her. Right, and, so... and then also just letting the, the uh, deans, the advisors know. And then working closely with 
the counselors. Uh, when Mary Jo Butler was the counselor here so many years ago, every year I'd take my class list to her office. We'd sit there, close the door, I'd go through it. What do you know about this one? What do you know about this one? And that helped to build that understanding even before the kids walked in to know what was going on. Love and it. so just communicating all around. What and it takes team. an effort, especially that first month, where you go off into the bedroom or the office or whatever and you know you use your phone and do that and keep notes and and document all of the emails and the phone calls and the communication in case a parent ever says i never heard from her well uh, yeah you did you know yeah. and that kind of what protects you what a good word that's a, a great way to end uh, thank you so much for the time and i really appreciate you thank you i appreciate being appreciated by such a wonderful administration.